Hey everyone and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So hope you had an amazing Christmas and a happy new year. So today's episode is a special episode because it is the first one of 2024, but it is also one of the first client episodes that I will be having up in the next few months. And it is with one of my amazing clients, Ria. So Ria and I have worked on one-to-one basis for the last while and it's been pretty cool to see where Ria has gone from to where she is now and it's pretty cool that she was so open and honest on this episode and I think there's a lot in this episode that people will be able to kind of acknowledge and kind of see and relate to so I just want to say a massive thank you to Ria for for coming on. So I hope you enjoy the episode. So before I go into the episode, the one thing that I want to kind of make sure that everyone is aware of is the Female Fat Loss Program is starting on the 8th of January. So if you are interested in eight weeks of coaching, a one-to-one call with myself, tailored programming for home or gym, or you can do your own, tailored calories and macros, weekly check-ins, accountability, getting you away from that all or nothing mindset, getting you away from those stupid January diets that most people will go on, learning that you can have chocolate every day and lose weight, learning that you can have fun, learning that you can have a life and be the last diet that you're ever going to need. Well, that's the female fat loss program in a nutshell. I can't put it any other way than that. So the program is eight weeks of coaching for 99 euro. Yeah, whenever I say the price to people, the general response is that's way too cheap and I'm like yeah it is way too cheap I know it is but I don't want I have my one-to-one coaching and I have my group coaching and the one-to-one coaching is different to, to the group coaching but the principles still rely the same that you can't have a life and still lose weight restriction never works never will never it's going to start all of a sudden it's not going to start on the 1st of January 2024 and restriction is going to work for you it's not so if you want to learn and get rid of that all or nothing approach that you currently have, then the Female Follows program is for you. If you're interested, there's a link in the show notes or you can pop me a DM and we can have more of a chat. It will close. It is basically full. I've opened up a few small places because people have been DMing me a fair bit over Christmas and I've opened up a few small spaces. So if you are interested in signing up, this is the first come first served. So if you are interested, click a link on the show notes and book your place in there and we start on the 8th of January and everything will be over to you on the Friday the 5th. So I hope you had an amazing Christmas and I hope you enjoyed the episode with Ria. Hey everyone and welcome to the next episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today's episode is the first episode of 2024 and it is one of your favorite episodes which is the client interview episode. So Ria has has decided to come onto the podcast today after a little bit of pressure from myself uh, not too much pressure, I hope. Uh, so, Ria, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. So, for tell us your tell us your background and why you got in touch with myself. That's a good place to start. Yeah. So, yeah, so I am well originally from Mayo. I'm living in Kildare, and my partner is from Tyrone. So, I do a lot of traveling. Um, I have been studying the last five years, but I've only qualified basically this year so it was all a little bit manic and I suppose the reason I got in touch was because over COVID I did um join Slimming World that you know the we all know the (laughs) we all know the things around that but anyway it did work for me I would say it did work until I actually 
went out and started eating out and stuff again, you know. So um, it all kind of creeps back up. I moved back to Kildare and lived in a house with five other people that liked to party um, where you couldn't get into the kitchen too often. And a lot of takeaways, and out a lot and just creeped back up. Look, I love eating out. I'm never going to say I don't. I do. So it was just trying to manage that and get back to where I wanted to be. Um, I had pairs of jeans that stopped fitting and I think I had this notion that I wanted to get back into them. Um, but I think that has changed now, hopefully. And how did you find, because I know one of the big things when we had that initial welcome call, it was like, that I was like, the big thing that was important for you was managing the traveling, but also wanting to have the social life. And yeah, so I know, think kind of manage things. Yeah. So I think what happened with the traveling, you see, like I'm going home, like I'm going home to my parents and going home to his parents. That's grand. But it's just that, you know, I, I suppose because I only go maybe once every couple of weeks, there's this thing, oh, Ria's home, you know, so we'll go for dinner. And that's great. But then when you're trying to, when you're saying, oh, I'm tracking or whatever, I'm trying to do this, it's hard to say no, you know, especially when you actually want to see people. And, you know, it's hard to monitor, like if you're into your tracking and stuff, it's hard to actually see what's in everything when it's cooked for you and stuff. So that was my big thing, because what I found in like beforehand was that when I go for the weekend it was Friday to Sunday, I just used to say, ah, to hell with it. Like I've, do, I've been grand over the week I'll just have to let it go and then there was no progress happening because obviously it was just like going full ham for the weekend and taking it back then during the week and then going full ham for the next weekend and taking it back during the week so yeah I think I've actually started to manage it now especially like with all the strategies that you've given me and all that and I've started like obviously there's still the odd weekend that it's like okay no progress that is what it is but I think I've learned to accept that now I think that's progress yeah, exactly. And it is because I think before that I never accepted it. I was just kind of like, oh, it's a disaster now because this weekend I'm going here. So there's no point. And I was always that all or nothing sort of person that it was like, I know I'm going here this weekend. So there's no point in me, you know, doing anything for the week. So if somebody said, do you want to go out for food and drinks on a Wednesday? I'd be like, yeah, fine. Okay. Because I wouldn't, I'd be like, this week is gone anyways. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that what landed for me was you being able to see that you could have your trips home or your nights out because it's like because you've had christmas we've been working through christmas we've been working through your events you've had birthdays you've had a four-day hangover for the last for this week so we've had to manage manage that as well um but we've that's been the biggest sign of progress for me is when so it's not about the number on the scales for for me for clients it's like right i can actually have a life here and actually feel pretty decent and being able to have that reset mode and not beat themselves up for that overeating that ever happened. I mean, that's the big thing for me. And when that landed for you, I noticed a massive pressure drop from yourself. Yeah, I think so too. I think I was always putting myself under pressure, kind of overthinking, being like, okay, I am going this weekend or I have this on. So I have to do this all week in order for it to be okay. But like, as I said, I love eating out. I love going out for my drinks, a couple of drinks. I don't like the big sessions anymore. But like, I just think in terms of being able to live and make it work, sometimes you do just have to go full ham and just accept it. But then there's times where you can say, okay, I'm going to manage this and I'm going to just have the main course or whatever it is. But yeah. 
I just think what I've learned now is that I think life is too short. Like if it's going to take two weeks off your plan for progress or if that is even a thing, like who cares? Yeah. And what I'm saying, I think that's the best way to look at it. Like I think I remember you were asking me a good bit at the beginning. I was like, how do I manage this weekend? How do I manage this weekend? How do I manage my holiday and stuff? I was like, well, how do you want to manage it? And you're like, Shane, we just fucking answer the question. <laughs> it's like no. yeah that's the two I think sometimes you, you go just like I suppose at the start I kind of went saying he's going to fix all my problems and like you realize then that okay he's not he's just going to show you what to do in one sense but if I don't do it it's like the same as anything if you don't do what you're told it's not going to work so like you know you kind of have to take the guidance of other people as well like you know it's you can't just be told one thing and do the complete opposite if you want something to work. Yeah, and I think the big thing for me is when people have asked about advice, say, to even manage Christmas or to manage weekends before, it's kind of like most of them won't apply it because it's not what they want to do. It's kind of like, well, what do you actually want to do? Do you want to overeat or do you want to drink or have your three courses, all your drinks, and then just own it and reset? Great, let's do that. There's no point in me telling you to be sitting there, like I wouldn't do this anyway, to be salad Susan and be miserable in the corner when all your mates are having a big plate of Christmas dinner. Like that's not what my job is. But sometimes people can think of like, I want you to tell me what to do. It's like, no, no, no. You tell me what you want to do and I will bring you there. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I, I always kind of give it the analogy of a child. Like if you tell a child, sit down over there, they probably won't or say you can't yeah. have that you're going to want it so if you're told you can't have something of course you're going to want it if you're told you can have something you might not want it as much and I've noticed that as well like because I suppose I've always kind of tried to cut things out and this thing where people say oh cut out the bread I just don't get this it's like bread is life like <laughs> you know that sort <laughs> of way but you know it's like saying cut out all of these things and then of course you're going to go and nearly binge eat it then when the mood is low because you've been told you can't have it. But if you're told you can have whatever you want, you don't want it as much. Yeah. It's reverse psychology. <laughs> yeah, it actually is. Yeah, it's exactly. I just tell you what you can have and you're kind of like, okay, I can actually have this. I actually don't want it now. Yeah. It's exactly like a child. Don't tell a child not to press a big red button. What are they going to do? Press a big red button. Exactly. And hard. And that's it. I even see coming into Christmas, like I would have always been like, was say last year, even I'd be like, oh, I can't wait now to go out for dinner. I can't wait to do this. I can't wait. But now I'm actually like, I don't really care. Like, I know I'm going for dinner on Friday night, but there's nothing that I'm like, oh, I really want this because I have everything anyway. Like I've actually learned to go and eat out and I have been eating out and making progress at the same time. So it's not as much of a big deal to go and eat out. What do you think has been the biggest change in that regard, though? Because people will be kind of like, well, it can't be that easy of like just having what you want and owning it because people will be like, what's the catch? How have you accepted that, though? I've just accepted it in the sense of I'm like, OK, I'm going for a meal. It's going to be a bit higher than what I think. OK, I can I can estimate it as much as I can. But the, at the end of the day, for me, it's just going and having the meal and being with family or being with my friends or whoever it is like. You can estimate all you want, but I am not the sort of person to go into a restaurant and get a stir fry. I'm not a bad cook myself. I can cook a stir fry. Like if I want to go in and get the burger and the chips, I'll just get it. Like, But I'll pull it back maybe for, you know, the couple of days after, maybe the couple of days before if I know that it's happening. So like that, just saving a couple of calories every day just to lessen the blow, I suppose, when it does start yeah. to add up. 
Yeah, so it's kind of like the the weekly calorie average thing that I talk about. It's kind of like about yeah. money when you like everyone's overspent at Christmas, and they're kind of like they're probably yeah. bankrupt now, and they've got no money left for January. And then like, well, we have to adjust the budget for the rest of January to get through it. It's the exact same thing with your calories. But most people will try to do is try to survive on like twelve hundred calories, and they wonder why they implode on the week. And I'm sure. Well, I've done it. I'm sure you've done it. But like at some point, something has to change. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's why, like, you know, the things that like I've always, I suppose when I got, when I joined your, you know, training, I kind of, I was counting calories for nearly a year before that, but I was using the online calorie calculator and it was giving me 1450 calories a day. And that's what I was eating. And that was grand. I was eating that. But I wasn't allowed to have a treat in the evening or anything like that. And then I do think that's why the weekends always went so pear-shaped for me because it was just wasn't, it just wasn't going to work. And then I think when you told me that I had to eat 1,800 calories a day, I was like, what? I was actually shocked. I just couldn't get over this. But now there's days like where I even want to go over that. Now I don't too often, but there is times where I'd be like, actually, I could go over that 100 now today because I feel like I need something else. It's pretty cool to see that you're not like that. I think a lot of people will get that when they look at one of those calorie trackers or whatever, they'll get those magic numbers of 1400 or 1200 or whatever it is. And then they kind of beat themselves up because they can't stick to it. It's kind of like, well, it's not, it's, it's the right tool for some people, but often it's the wrong execution mm-hmm. because it's kind of like, well, what should you be trying to survive on as little as money, as little as money as possible or enough to get by. And I think that if people can relate that to kind of, what they're eating and what they're actually doing and losing weight, they'll be a lot more successful in keeping it off by doing it that way. Uh, you had a holiday in the middle as well, didn't you? Yeah, I did in October, yeah. And I know that was the kind of like the first kind of landmark for yourself. How did you kind of, how do you feel you approached that or did you feel like you kind of had a mindset change on that or was it just kind of a case of I'm going full ham? Um, I think I approached it in a way where I, over the week, I kind of just saved a couple of calories every day or whatever. Now, obviously, that doesn't make much difference in the grand scheme of things for a full week's holiday. But I actually wasn't too bad because I think like that, because I hadn't been restricting so much, it, I didn't want things as much again. Like I just had my main courses or whatever. I'm not a big dessert person. Like I'd be more of a starter drinks kind of person, especially when I'm on holidays. And like I just had them. Like I just said, okay, if I want them, I'll have them. If I don't, I don't. And like I did, I drank enough over the week and whatever. And I came back and I jumped on the scales and I just got back to, I just went back into the swing of it again and just did the grocery shop. You know, I just started cooking the week after and it went down. I think after a week it had went kind of back. Oh, it went back down completely. Because I remember the first day, you think you came back on maybe the Thursday or the Friday and then you stepped on the Sunday. And there was, there was a, there was a jump. I remember just saying to you, like, go for a shop. And you were like, the shop's in already. So I was like, I knew then something had clicked that you were like, right, yes. I've got this. And I knew like, as one, because you had that step in, everything else would drop. I knew it was just going to be water weight um, with you. But I remember the fact that you've just said there about kind of like, because I wasn't restricting into the holiday, I didn't feel I needed to eat the world a while on holiday. Yes. I think, that, I think that's a big, big thing. I think that's what, People can kind of struggle with their anchors and this as well as kind of because they've restricted all year or all December. That abundance thing kind of freaks them out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and even now, like with Christmas, I like there's boxes of sweets there. I haven't touched them 
Yeah. Whereas another okay. time I'd nearly have to lock set, you know, but it's because I know, okay, they're roughly 40 or 50 calories. If I want it, I can eat them. Like I can have it. I can, like, there's no issue with it. That's, okay. I think that's the joys of it too. The just don't restrict, like. And I know when this is coming out, this is going to come out on the 1st of January. So it's kind of like the beginning of that kind of January hero, lose, let's lose all the weight buzz. Um, so how would you, what recommendation would you give to someone kind of starting out after Christmas? If you were to talk back to yourself when you first started, I'm imagining it's the first of January, what would it be? Well, I'll just, I suppose I'll say what I'm going to do myself. Like I plan on around here on the 2nd of January, I hope to come back up. I'm not back to work until the 8th. So like I will come up, I'll get the grocery shop in, just kind of plan out a few decent meals I always write a list because otherwise I end up way too much and end up throwing stuff away and not maybe having enough, like not having enough of stuff. So like just get the list, get the stuff, start cooking, just get back to normal. And if it, like if it takes you a week to kind of get back into that swing of things, like do that. But just try and get back to the regular meals and keep them as high protein and all of that. Just kind of start veering away from all the crappy stuff i suppose even though there's no such thing as crappy stuff but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah no, i know what you're trying to say um, yeah. <laughs> but i think i because i know people will be saying oh that's too simple that can't be the trick like just going to get a shop and actually plan out some meals people are like it can't be that easy what would you say to them it is that easy it is that easy just go and do your shop like cook your dinner you know, even something as small as that, just cook your dinner, make your lunch. Like I'd always do that anyway, going to work. I would have my week's worth of lunches done in the fridge, ready to go. So then it means that I'm not going to the deli to get this because I'm not in a rush in the morning or in the evening. It's there. It's ready for me. So it's easy. You know, if something isn't ready and you're in a rush in the morning because you're exhausted getting up or you haven't been home till late in the evening because you've had something, of course you're going to you know, you're going to go for the easier option and sometimes the easier option isn't the best option. So if you have it prepped and ready to go, then it's easy. And how do you find kind of juggling school and the errors of that? Because I know some people can struggle with that. If I, I've got a lot of clients who are teachers and one of the big things, like, I don't think, well, obviously, if you're on yard duty or whatever time, so how do you manage the kind of the meal times and I think the water thing is a big thing as well? Yeah, water thing is a huge thing. It's so hard to get it in because you just can't be running to the toilet. Like, it's impossible. Or you're trying to find somebody to step in for you to let you go. But um, I usually kind of have, like, literally, like, a yogurt or something in the morning before I go. And then we have 11 o'clock break. So then I'd have my breakfast there. So I usually have, like, my cereal or something like that with me, even if it was just toast or something. We have toasters and stuff so I can do that. And then our lunch is, like, 1 o'clock. So if I'm on yard duty, we're kind of lucky. We'd always have a class off either before that or after it for lunch. So I'd either have it the hour before or the hour after. Okay. Um, so, well, I do have the class off the hour after. So I would always just have like a little cereal bar or something just to eat while I'm on yard duty because it's just easier sometimes. My break duty is the same then. Like I have the class off beforehand, so I have time. Um, but I suppose in terms of like last year, I didn't have that all the time. So like just have something in your pocket or have something that's easy to eat cold. Like you can eat while you're on yard duty. Just you have to be prepared. Like you don't have time to run out to the shop. But if you have something there, you can eat while you're doing it, you know. Solid advice. It's pretty solid advice. 
Um, and in relation to you had your was a work Christmas party? You had a party on Friday. Friday, yeah. I think you're. I think you're just about alive like, after it. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, today is the first normal day I've I've felt anyway. And there was a big, there was kind of a big epiphany on at that party. Can you kind of explain what happened on the party? Yeah. So, like, I I suppose this was the first time I had properly I suppose went out I don't tend to go out too often I'm not a big person for going out I like going for a couple of drinks and whatever but I don't tend to really get dressed up and go out but um I got a dress a couple of weeks ago for it and I suppose once you have the tan on and everything and hair and everything done I actually just you know I don't know I had all of a sudden I just kind of felt when I put it on I was like I actually feel really good which I hadn't felt in a very long time because I suppose I'd always had this thing of I am this weight and I always had this thing where I needed to be this perfect weight or the weight that I was two years ago or whatever and I had I always saw myself as this weight whereas I think Friday was the first time I didn't and when I actually went back then on Saturday and looked at it and was like okay how much have I lost since the first week I started and since now like it wasn't actually all that much like there was about half a stone that's fine great but like in previous times, I would have been hoping that I would have had double lost at that stage. But like, I actually realized then that because like I hadn't all that weight lost, but I still felt good. And, you know, I actually do think it was down to the the workouts and stuff that I was doing and just the toning and everything just falling into place. I never did workouts before. I've actually started to enjoy them. But I was thinking about it then as well today. And I was like, you know, there was a good few weeks that I missed of yep. them so I'd say I would like 16 weeks I probably did like 11 or 12 you know so for different reasons and it just goes to show how little work you actually have to do in order to get to something you know like I did it twice a week you know and just got a few steps in like which was much easier than I had thought as well <laughs> I, I was I was lazy do you know what I was actually just lazy like, before but I, I started I, all this. but I often feel that people and you've literally just given the sound bite for the episode by the way um so i always find that when people start off they think that you have to be in the gym five days a week every meal has to be prepped your sleep has to be done your fiber has to be this your steps have to be this every single day and if it doesn't happen then what's the point and what you've said will kind of i hope will resonate with an awful lot of people of like no, no, I've actually have had to do less workouts and I've, the walks have been as a byproduct of maybe doing the yard duty or whatever it may have been as well. The meals prepped that you've had have helped you kind of kind of stay on whatever you want to do. But I also think the, the, the biggest transformation is the mindset in relation to your set, kind of accepting that like half a stone's a pretty big weight loss. Like you did, I wouldn't have said you had a whole lot to lose in the first place. Um, and because you were coming from, you're also a um, blank canvas in that they hadn't really started training before. Mm-hmm. It's probably easier to coach you that way rather than having all the bad habits. Yes, well, that's true too. Yeah, completely. Um, I suppose, yeah, I like beforehand, I would have always been, as I said earlier, I'm a, I was an all or nothing sort of person. So like if I knew I couldn't tick all the boxes, I wouldn't bother ticking any. But what I have now learned is that you know, 
even though I can't tick all the boxes every week. It's not, it's never going to happen. Like it's not realistic. Now, great. If somebody can do that, I just can't like water straight off is my thing. I can't do it. Like I live off coffee. I literally thrive off coffee. So this, and I know there's water in coffee, but I'm just not the drinking bottles of water type of person. Like, but I suppose what I've learned is that you can still get progress out of only ticking some of those boxes. Like you don't need to tick everything and have this real overwhelming list of things that you have to do every single day. Yep. I really hope that lands with someone that it's kind of like just doing something towards it will actually keep the ball rolling for you. Um, rather yeah. than trying to trying to do everything all the time because it's it's just not realistic. Like there's times where you're like work la- r- ramps up where you're going away, you've got trips away, particularly with you going on the road an awful lot on the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. How do you find that you manage those more, like being able to say yes or no to meals being offered or where you're kind of like, right, I'm just having these now and I'm just eating a little bit less during the week or... Yeah. So like, I suppose I always, um, like I'd always plan ahead. Usually this very, it's very rare that I just go on the spur of the moment, like on a Friday or whatever. But (laughs) Yeah. Well, I do. I plan everything. Like I, I'm that sort of type, but anyway, um, in terms of that, like, yeah, I would have always like just held back a couple of calories every day. And then some weekends, like it just depended on what it was. Like some days I'd just be like, okay, I'm just going to eat this. And then I just cut out maybe the few snacks that I would normally have, like just refuse them or refuse the glass of wine or whatever it was. Um, But then there was other times where I would have said, you know, can I actually have this instead of this? Or I'll do this instead of this, you know, just, I suppose I kind of just had to take it by the the hand and just say, okay, right, I'm going to just, if I'm going for this now, I just need to just be honest to people. Like, Did you get much bite back? No, not really. Um, I had a few people who were kind of like, geez, you're so motivated. Like, I was like, it's not even that. It's just, I don't, didn't want to have to be, you know, trying to play catch up on the Monday. Like, there's not, you don't need to have a drink every weekend, you know, that sort of way. Whereas I was before, I would have always been like Friday evening, like get me the glass of wine, but I'm not as much anymore. Like I've actually, I, and I do think it's because like that, I know I can have it, that I'm not too bothered. Like, yeah. No, and like, and some people will say it's like, oh, you're so motivated to do it, as you've kind of said. It's like, oh, you're you're doing great, or you're being good, and all. It's kind of like, no, it's kind of like just actually living the way you want to live. It's kind of like if it's a lifestyle, it's not a, it's not a torture, if you know what I mean. Rather than, yeah. unfortunately, what a lot of people are going to do now from January, which is kind of go back into famine mode. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely uh, starve themselves. Starve themselves out of it, and I'll give it until Wednesday. Um, generally, mm-hmm. what happened? You said you've done slimming clubs before. What was the big plus that you took out of it? I know I have a love hate relationship with them, but they can work like for the people. plus that I took out of the slimming club. Yeah. Um, I suppose just the community of it. Like you kind yeah. of always have those people behind you, just for, being yeah. like, yeah, the one you just have those people being like, oh, well done, but didn't uh they don't take other things into consideration i suppose and what i've learned is that like it's actually okay to to blitz up your fruit and have a smoothie things like that like when you actually learn more about like because i suppose i'd never counted calories in my life so like it wasn't a thing my mom did slimming world so she was able to show me how to do it and stuff 
So like it was grand. The two of us were kind of doing it together. It was over COVID. I was at home anyway. I wasn't eating out. But then like when you actually start thinking about it now and I'm like, this thing of like, I can't have a banana because it's a sin to have it or I can't mash my fruit or blitz my fruit because it's a sin. Like it's actually crazy when you think about it, how they can get away with it. I'm not, you know, I know people have jobs and this and stuff, but it's the same. It's just, it's crazy the way they educate people. Or don't educate people. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Or brainwash yeah. people, as I call it. Yes. Oh, no. Like it, the community piece is huge. I would always say the big plus of it is the community piece. The bit where I have issues with is if someone, and I've seen this, because I think where my family home is, it's kind of like there's three within a mile of each other, three meetings. So sometimes there will be a, there's a coffee shop beside one of them. And you'd see people going in from the meeting straight afterwards and going celebrating that they're massively down and then going in because they've starved themselves all day and having a big massive like a chicken filler roll or a massive fry up just to kind of celebrate that they're down you're kind of like yeah, that's just gonna go back on because you haven't eaten all day yeah uh-huh. that's kind yeah, of like crazy and because that meeting is in the evenings they're kind of like they're kind of like surviving on air for the day and then wonder why yeah. they're dizzy it's mm-hmm. kind of like yeah no and it's just it only places emphasis on the scales like it doesn't place emphasis on measurements or anything else like it doesn't take into consideration that you know you've had more salty foods this week so your water is going to be up or you know things like that you know it doesn't it only takes one like thing into consideration which is awful like hopefully have you spoken your have you uh talked your mom out of going back <laughs> Well, she just likes to do what she likes to do, you know, yeah, that sort yeah. of way. And that's fair enough. But yeah, she she doesn't have anything to lose anyway. Like, it's just, yeah. it's the local. I actually think it's a country thing. I don't know. I'm a city boy, so I don't know. I'm. Yeah. I don't know. I just, yeah. I or think maybe it is just a way of kind of catching up and meeting up with people. And it, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I haven't taken that bit into it. I know the community piece is huge, but maybe I haven't, like. See, if I said it was a country thing, I'd kind of get, oh, here's a city slicker. Yeah, no, and I do think it's just because, you know, in the city and, like, you have so much happening. You have so yeah. much choice. Whereas, like, in the, like, we'll say in Mayo, like where we're from, there might be only one gym local. There's only, like, if yeah, there was yeah. a Slim and World, it's once a week, that is it. Like, there's no other one anywhere else. So it's kind of like they don't have as much options. Yeah. I, I think, but... Be wrong. Yeah. No, no, makes sense. Um, with the training and stuff like that, what surprised you the most? It actually, I actually enjoyed it. You know, I didn't think I would because I was. I don't. You were nervous. The gym and I was like, you I were was nervous. nervous yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were. Yeah, they came across in the call, and I was kind of like, right, I'll ease Ria in here and see what happens here. Yeah. Yeah, I was nervous. Um, I suppose I'd always like taken out gym memberships and tried them and tried this class and tried that class and I was like did it for a week or two and then I stopped or I do it for the summer because I had more time and then you stop because you know life gets in the way and you actually have to go back to work and start working and I had college as well so I was doing full-time jobs and and doing a full-time college course at the same time like but I actually started to enjoy them and I realized that they weren't actually as hard as what I thought they'd be yeah, often, and you probably realize, or hopefully you realize, it doesn't actually have to be a long a session as you th- maybe thought of. 
in previous times you no. don't have to get a sweat on after every workout is up yeah exactly no I did I actually enjoyed them and like that it's it's a half an hour out of your out of two days of your week it's not too much to ask yeah and you've done you've like the results even speak to themselves um the in the the, the big change for me is with the with the scale side of things I think as you said you've you've lost you've lost, I would say you've lost a considerable amount of weight compared to where you started with I know you might say well it's not a huge amount but it's a huge amount for where you started at but realizing that it's it's not about like you're actually you're you're more you know you said off you said to me off air it's kind of like it's not about the weight anymore I know I'm not 100% where I want to be or I know there's more but this is like one of the first times I'm actually content with where I'm at does that feel weird different indifferent to you compared to where you started it does feel weird because I think when I started, I have this bag of like jeans, dresses, things that I had from like, I don't know how long ago that I'm like, I will get back into those. But now I'm a little bit like, Ria, you're probably never going to get back into them because realistically it was about two or three years ago. Um, you know, everything changes. I'm only 24. Like, so in that space of time, you know, every your whole body shape changes and stuff. So I do think like, you know, I had this thing that I think when I was those size eight pair of jeans, I was the perfect weight. I was happy with where I was. So that is where I see myself as being happy. Okay. But I think now what I've realized is that I don't have to be. Like today I went into John's and I bought a size 12 pair of jeans and I felt just as nice in them as I did in my size eights, you know. So I think the bag of size eights need to go into the bin. That, yeah, that could be a therapeutic experience for you. Mm-hmm. But I'm still I, kind of holding on a little bit, but at the same time, like, it's, no, like, they're but, irrelevant. But do, you, but do you feel it's worth what you have to give up in order to get to that size eight with what you have no. now? No, definitely not. Well, then there's there's okay. the answer. And I think I people... Back to that restriction and stuff, like, so yeah, I would much I, rather be a happy size 12 than a starving size eight. You've got all the sound bites today, Ria. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's I, mean, I think that's going to help someone listen to this and kind of saying, right, sometimes we can get so focused. It doesn't matter what gender or sexual preference or like whatever it is, what you are, there's, you find somewhere in the middle is generally where contentment happens. Mm-hmm. I've had a six pack and have a fear of fake tan because of it. Yes incredibly like as soon as I smell it I'm like it's horrible uh, and then I've also been kind of like but probably about 12 kilos heavier it's kind of like that wasn't healthy either there's normally somewhere in the middle where you're kind of like right relationship with food's decent if I need to drop a few kilos for a holiday or whatever it is or fit into clothes again I can do it but it's normally that kind of like sometimes it's weighing up to yourself internally and saying right is it is it worth my relationship with food no, it's really not like, and I would always say as well, like, I would be very much the type of, if I tried on a pair of jeans in a shop and they weren't the size that I wanted to be, I'd be like, I'm not buying them. But what I have noticed, like today, I had, there was a pair of jeans that I had from Dunn's. They were a size 10. They fitted lovely. Went in to get the same pair today in a different color and the size 10 wouldn't even go up. So you have to be, you know, you have, I suppose you have to be mindful that sizing does vary. Oh, yeah. if you went in into, terms if you went into Zara, like, if you went into Zara, yeah. you're like oh, shocking! Like I, yeah, 
<laughs> I um, still haven't got to that point with Zara, to be honest. Zara, like, they must be like miniature people over there. I don't know what they're flipping <laughs> where. They have to be, like, because it's actually soul destroying sometimes when you go into Zara. It's, I, Zara's one of those, I'm just like, what is actually going on here? It's like, and even if, yeah, it's, I think, yeah, Zara's kind of one of those that people have, like, uh, the clothes are class, but the sizes uh-huh. might not be class. Yeah, no, they're not. I just have to tear off the tag. (laughs) Yeah, or if you can get them on at all. Like, I've had issues with Zara where it's like, I've had, like, four or five sizes bigger and they're still not going up. Jesus, yeah. You know, like, things like that. You're just like, Jesus, (laughs) like, you know. And have you kind of, have other people around you kind of acknowledged a difference or seen a difference in your headspace around things or how you're feeling and how you're looking and stuff? People around you, like, close people around you. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I've had a good few comments now from people, which is great because I think sometimes it's all good seeing it yourself. But sometimes I think when you know you've been doing the work, you almost trick yourself into seeing something. But when you know that someone else sees it and says it, then it's like, okay, I'm doing something right. Because if someone else is able to notice something, you know, it's the same as getting your hair done. If nobody noticed you didn't get your hair done, then you need a different hairstyle. (laughs) I I wouldn't know, Ria. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like... (laughs) You go and get your hair done, nobody comments on it. You're like, oh God, I need to go and get a new hairdresser or something. I think I need to find hair to have a hairdresser first. <laughs> uh, but I think it, I think it is it's important that you've the first step that you said there was that you've actually acknowledged that the changes for you rather than relying on other people to give you the comments. I think that's the big thing for me there. It's like the validation acceptance piece, people can often get the wrong way that they're relying on others to tell them how looking great that but they're never giving themselves the credit but what you said there was i've given myself the credit and it's kind of nice to have that kind of like tap pat in the back or people kind of saying to you particularly like if it's your partner or people the people actually matter in your in your life really because i know you were kind of saying about the i have a photo here in front of me here if i zoom up if i scoot up on the chris you big happy head on you in front of the christmas tree <laughs> Um, yeah absolutely yeah no, and it's all it's it's incredible to see and i know we're kind of we're continuing the journey on in the female fat loss program now as well mm-hmm. um so we're, we're the journey isn't finished um and it'll be it'll be cool to see where you kind of go in the new year what's the what's the big goal for you to kind of go for in the new year big goal is fitness i just I'd, I'd rather i'd like to get into that a little bit more like I suppose the last couple of weeks has been a little bit, I've been off the ball because oh, it's just been so manic at work and stuff. So I just, I'd love to get back into that. And I'd actually just like to try the running again. I I have tried to start running a lot of times and I failed at it, but I'd love to just try and see, could I set my mind to it? It's um, interesting that a lot of you are saying the case to 5K to me already. Like we're, we're recording yeah. this on the 20th of, of December and I've had three messages before we came on saying they want to do the case 5k because their local GAA club or the local athletics club is doing something. Yeah. So kind of like, well, how do I go and bet this? Can I still do my weights and do this? Like, it's just, I find it, it's great to see. And I pretty, I kind of find it a bit funny because the people that are asking, like have come from a place where they were fearing the gym and they're like, mm-hmm. nothing can stop me now. I was like, give me more. Yeah. I'm a little bit like that now. I think because my confidence has went up, especially in the gym, like, 
I think a few weeks ago I sent a picture where I actually did my workout in the gym for the first time. Like I have dumbbells at home that I do them, but I actually went to the gym and I did it there, which I was like, okay, my confidence is up there. And then with the couch to 5k, like I was before I've tried like the apps and stuff. And I just think I'm too much of a person to give up in that sense. Cause once I get tired, I'm like, I'm done now. <laughs> That's me. So I do think the community thing might be the way for me to go, you know, where they do the whole because at least you might actually have somebody who's like, come on, keep going. Or you're like, okay, I don't want to let myself down here in front of other people. So you will keep going. Yeah, it does work. Like it is, it's, it's accountability. Like the only reason I got a football mm-hmm. trainer is because I don't let the lads down. It's not because I actually want it. Yeah, exactly. It's just for somebody to be able to say, come on, you will do it. Like, yeah. Um, it's, yeah. it's the same as with this as well. I, I honestly, I don't think I would have kept going with this if I didn't have accountability because I'd be, Far too, it would be far too easy to turn around and say, I'll be grand for this week or whatever. And then you've pushed it back a week again. Like, I think once you always have somebody to kind of be on your case, like, I think with this, knowing that, okay, every Sunday I need to check in or else Shane's going to be on my back. <laughs> you know, you're kind of like, okay. I'm not that bad. No, you're not. But you know what I mean? It's just having somebody to be able to say, this is what I did. Yeah. And this like, in fairness, and like you were asking questions during the week as well. Like you had that support during the week that you were kind of asking kind of the questions, kind of saying, right, well, what can we do here? What do we need to tweak this? And you were you weren't afraid to ask the questions. Um mm-hmm. which is which is a good sign. because uh, when people are asking the questions, I know they're kind of in the headspace. It's when they yeah. tend not to when the st- questions stop, I'm like, something's starting to waver here. Something's mm-hmm. <laughs> something's not working. Um would you say you found it easier than you thought? I did find it much easier than I thought. Now, I do think there was a week or two there where I was just kind of had dropped a bit. I do think the motivation did drop a little bit. I can't remember when it was. I think it was, it was around holidays the holidays or something. Around the holidays. It was, yeah. And I think, I think I just had that thing where I was like, you know, I'm going and I'm not going to make progress on this holiday. So this week is kind of gone. And yeah, but I, I think you're always going to have weeks like that. But I don't think I, I didn't um, absolutely mess those weeks up or anything like I kind of just kept going and did what I could but I think like that that's where the whole thing of the um you know not aiming to tick all the boxes comes in like just try and do something and you did you kept your your training that week yeah exactly you kept your steps that week like I think um there was a holiday mode went into but I was kind of like yeah grant and then was and and I knew as soon as you were kind of like right I've got the shop in after the holiday I was like Ria's fine and you, as soon as yeah, you were like, I think, I think though the holiday was a good thing. It kind of let me reset because otherwise, I think sometimes you do get fed up of doing the same thing all the time. It's the same as anything. Even if you weren't quieting or do anything like that, if you're doing the same thing with no break for so long, you know you're going. You need a break. Yeah, one hundred percent. And that's why, like, I would tend to say to clients that we need probably like. I generally find like the first six weeks are easy for clients. Yes, you're getting into the swing of it and stuff. Yeah, and then you're starting to see motivation. You're starting to feel a little bit looser in your clothes. And then there's kind of like almost a moment around week seven or week eight where you kind of either get motivation drops, a big night out happens, or this kind of like cockiness or arrogance kind of comes in called mini quitting. They're kind of like, I got this now. And they're like, oh, I actually (laughs) actually don't got this. And then it's kind of like, well, then you get back into it. But there are times when you need to like, like that holiday for you was reset mode for yourself. Kind of like, right, 
I'm just going to have a, I'm going to enjoy my life now and just go like this. While other people could be like 12, 16, 20 weeks into a kind of a fat loss phase, kind of like I need to, the biggest thing for people is fat loss is kind of easy. Maintenance is the hard part. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Going it's back the hardest to part. It's not, it's not sexy. Nope. If I said a female, I would imagine. If, I, <laughs> if I said a female maintenance program, they'd be like, what are you? It sounds, it's no, it yeah. wouldn't. It wouldn't, it's not as sexy as female fat loss program. Uh, but Anya, thank you, or yeah, thank you so much for coming on, Ria. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, and sharing your journey, it's it's pretty cool to see where you're at. Um, yeah, no, I am delighted now. I'm kind of I'm at that point now coming into Christmas that I'm like, I'm actually happy where I'm at and I'm ready. Then, like, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna give me give myself the week or two or whatever, and then straight back into it again because I do enjoy being kind of you know, feeling good, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not being no, all the time. Yeah, I think that is the big difference. Oh, well, yeah. And I think everyone, like, I hope everyone had a decent Christmas and just kind of like not beating themselves up. Those two weeks or whatever it was aren't going to make sweet fuck all of a difference, to be honest with you, um, realistically. But I think if whatever someone's doing now for January, do the exact opposite that you probably would normally do, which is don't take all the sweets out of the house. Don't just give up alcohol. Don't do any of these kind of things that you normally would. And just actually ask for a little bit of help, whatever it may be, if it's going to the gym or you've have the same right to be in the gym as Pistol Pete or Big Booty Betty, you have the same right in the gym as them. So just like you've got the same right to be in the pub with the person who sits in the pub all week, all year, saying the same thing. So Ria, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. So thank you so much to Ria for coming on and talking. I think the biggest lesson I took from that was that Ria has shown people that it's how you feel in your clothes that's more important. It's how you feel around food and knowing that you have that power to reset, knowing that food's not in control. It's knowing that anyone can start, that it's building that confidence with yourself. Like Ria started with zero experience training and weight training. But we built that up slowly, slowly over time. It hasn't been perfect, nor hasn't needed to be perfect. There's been times where she skipped training sessions. There's been times where she's overeaten. There's times where she's emotionally eaten. But she's got amazing results, and her headspace is completely different. I will always remember that picture she sent me before Christmas of her on her Christmas party, smiling, happy, eyes were happy. And that is what I want people to get. So if you're interested in working with me in the Female Fat Loss Program, Starting on the 8th of January, click a link in the show notes or pop me a DM for more information. The spaces will go very, very fast because this program works. The coaching works. The accountability works. What doesn't work is restriction. So if you want to get away from that mindset, click a link on the show notes. And thank you again for listening to the podcast.